This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. How do businesses measure and act on their marketing data? Well, that's going to be the topic of the show today. Before I introduce my guest, please head on over to overwhelmsucks.com. You heard that right, overwhelmsucks.com, to get my brand new free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. I know when you're overwhelmed, you don't want to read a long report. So it's 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm at overwhelmsucks.com. JJ Reynolds is the head of marketing and analytics for Media Authentic. Understanding that being online takes a lot of work, he helps eliminate the guesswork. Reynolds helps his clients using Google Marketing Cloud, where he's able to predictably increase monthly recurring revenue while measuring each channel step in the marketing journey. JJ, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I am excited because we're going to talk about analytics. I never thought I would say I would see the day that, hey, I'm excited about talking about analytics. But we've all heard the phrase, numbers don't lie. Is that still true today? Yeah, numbers always have a story. Um, with numbers not lying, though, it's a, we always have to remember that it's up to the human interpretation of those numbers. So um, you might be lying to yourself if you say something. But uh, yeah, in fact, the numbers do not lie. <laughs> now, one of the things I have, uh, I have a love-hate relationship with numbers. And here's why. I think a lot of people get caught up in the wrong numbers. In other words, when it comes to metrics, how many people commented, liked, shared, subscribed, follow. I don't think those are the metrics we should be focusing on. I think we should be focusing on revenue, like I mentioned when I introduced you. I think that's the big deal. I know a lot of people who brag, I've got a huge email list. I'm like, uh, you're still living in that really run down to the dumps apartment because you can't pay uh, a rent someplace more expensive. So I think that a lot of people, and tell me if I'm wrong, people are focusing on the wrong metrics. Am I, am I wrong or am I on target here? Yeah, I'd say in yes and no. So two things is what you, if you're looking at a metric, whatever metric might be comments on social media, on Instagram or your profitability, very different metrics, very much uh, different uh, how that can affect you, right? If I, if I told you, I got, you got a hundred thousand comments and I told you, you got a hundred thousand uh, dollars in your bank account today. Uh, those are two different feelings that you've got. But what you want to focus on, in my personal opinion, is the numbers that you have the ability to influence with your capacity. So for example, if you are a social media um um, like helper, like you help other companies with their social media and you're measuring your comments, you should be able to change that because you have the skills, the knowledge, the expertise to do so. Right. And so if I was going to say, I'm going to measure the comments, like I could say, I'm going to do better, but like, I don't have the skills or expertise to do that. Like, and that's what I want to say is like, Hey, we are going to focus on these numbers, whatever numbers they might be, but we want to say, what is the plan to take an action if they're not what we expect? Right. So if revenues are not what you expect or if comments are not what you expect, what are you going to do about it? And different like, for example, someone who's a just started business might have no idea how to go from one hundred dollars a month to ten thousand dollars a month. if That's their goal. Right. No idea how to get there. But if you're a ten times uh, 
over entrepreneur of different businesses who've gone from 100 to 10,000, you have a very clear idea in your head of what to do next. So if you say, oh, we only hit $100 last week, it's very easy for you to say, I know how to change that. And you can do that with any metric that you look at. So that's the only caveat I'm going to put on this is just the metrics that you measure, have an idea of how you're going to change it before you start even looking for it. That That's a very good point because you've got to know what is important to you. So I'm a podcaster and a lot of people focus on the downloads, which I think is a bad metric to focus on because just because someone downloaded an episode to their phone or their device doesn't mean that they actually listen to that episode. So in my opinion, I don't track downloads. I, mean, I track them once a month to see if I'm going up or down or whatever the case may be. But to me, that's not important. What's important to me is when I look at the customer's journey, most people come into my funnel, if you will, for lack of a better term, via a free offering. It could be the report. It could be the podcast, it could be following me on social media. Once I prove my worth, then they jump up to one of the paid programs. And it's the higher up you go on the paid programs, which are really easy to track because the higher up it goes, the more money people spend, there's fewer people there. So it's really easy to track that. But I'm really clear on what's important to me. Now, if is comments important to me, not as much as people joining my email list. So I think the listener needs to figure out for themselves what metrics are important to them, to your point, and go, okay, this is our metric or metrics, depending on if it's plural or not. Okay, are these metrics where we want to go? And if not, where do we need to go from here to improve them? Yeah, and I'd say like just to tack on to that is – it's really easy to get overwhelmed when you look at like any metric, right? Like we could pick any, like I always use the example of like, was it raining when they purchased, right? Like you could theoretically measure the number of like who bought from which locations and then was it raining, true or false, right? And like (laughs) you could do that and you're going to be like, well, what? like why would I do that? Like that sounds common sense to you and I, but someone who's trying to sell something else might be like, I want to know if it's raining or not. Um, and so that's like, that's the caveat I'm, I'll give is that we just want to focus on the ones that you can influence on that same thread is if you're looking at revenue, right? It's really easy to look at revenue and say, Oh my gosh, like we're not making enough revenue. <laughs> right. Um, but what we want to do is also look at like moving up the like funnel or up the page, however you want to determine it. So for example, if you just said, hey, we had 100 transactions this past month, right? Um, the next best thing is then saying, okay, how many people saw the actual offer? Hmm. And so then we say, oh, a 1,000 people saw the offer. And between you and I, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, you have a 10% conversion rate on your offer. Like, you just need more people to see your offer. Like, you need to go on podcasts, start a YouTube channel, start uh, ads, whatever it might be, because you have a, a screaming offer where 10% of everyone who sees it buys it. And on the flip side, you could have someone who says, oh, wow, uh, only 0.002% of people. I've got 100,000 people viewing this page, and I only sold two products. Well, you might want to look at your offer and say, is this something that's actually providing value to the world, or is my marketing messaging conveying that? I'm providing value to the world, right? And so like 
that next metric, just adding that one thing of how people even saw the ability to give you money just changes the entire framing of a conversation. 100%. Before I reply to what you just said, you made me think when you talked about the rain on a certain day, I was watching a English uh, Premier League football game last weekend, and they were saying, well, last season, these two teams split their matches. And I and they do it in American football and basketball and all the sports. I'm like, but they're not the same players. You can't compare what happened last season or two seasons ago with what ha- what's going on right now. And so I just wanted to put that out there. Now, you made an interesting point about the value. Because when I first started in business, I immediately created a course called The Basics of Productivity. You can still get it on my website because I was told, hey, you need to have a course. Now, they didn't tell me, hey, go find out what people want. So I just created my course. And as a result, it didn't sell real well because I didn't go to the marketplace and say, hey, where are you struggling being productive? And so I had no numbers. I just started my business and some expert told me to create a course. Now, I'm wondering, had I done the research, what I would have found? And that's interesting because once you start getting information or data, then you can go, hmm, they don't want this. They, they're they saying they're having this struggle over here. But when you're just starting out, we tend to make knee-jerk reaction decisions or we we see someone's post on social media or we attend a free webinar and we make the certain decisions which really don't serve anybody. Yeah, and with the caveat of in the beginning when you're starting out, right, um, action oftentimes is better than data because you could do as much like digging on your five website viewers or like there's like, there's no, there's nothing to look at. So like just doing anything, like I would argue like for yourself, like making that first course was better than like looking at everything because you just got like that initial nudge, even if it wasn't the wrong direction, like then you have something to look at. If like, Oh, it's not selling because no one cares about the basics. Like everyone wants to be a professional, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Right. And right. then that way you have like a little bit more to go off of, as opposed to just being like, I guess I should like interview a thousand people before I start. Like action is usually better than data by like I default. I, I agree with that. Tony Robbins says that when you make a decision, do something to fortify that decision. But even if it's the wrong decision, at least you're taking action and you can turn around and, you know, if you're going the wrong direction, you can turn around and walk the other direction. But what people do is they get paralyzed. Well, what if I make the wrong decision? Well, to your point, taking the wrong action is better than just sitting there on your butt doing absolutely nothing. Exactly. And that's like the one, what I'll give you as a listener here, like if you're, if you're listening in is when you're looking at something right at, at your actions is you want to decide like how often you should look at it because you're not trying to be a data analyst, right? Mm. Like most people aren't like we are at like media authentic. Like that's what we do for companies as we provide all of the measurement and analytics and reports and all that jazz for all these companies, right? That's what we do. But you don't need to do that. <laughs> you don't. Uh, what we want to do, though, is we want to say, how often should I be checking? And this is the best example. Is imagine you were to plant a garden. So you go outside, you dig a bunch of things, you read all the blogs about the best way to plant your zucchini squash and your tomatoes and everything else. 
you follow all the instructions and you plant all the seeds and you don't check back in for nine months, okay? I would be willing to bet that most things are going to die no matter how much automation that you decided to set up, okay? And so then, okay, like maybe we should check in more frequently, right? And so, but I'm going to take it to the other extreme. And so if I said, hey, let's check it every week, you're like, okay, like, you can see this week it's getting look a little yellow over here. Like, let's add some more water. Maybe it's a little like brown. This one's not growing as fast as we thought it would. So let's add some more fertilizer. But if I said, let's look at it every day. Okay. Like now you can see a little bit better. Like, okay. Every single day, like, um, oh, you can maybe adjust faster. If I told you, look, every hour, well, like now you're not even seeing any difference. And then yeah. I told you, look at every minute. Like now you're like, really like, oh, okay, does the grass move or is it the wind? <laughs> Right. And so like in your business is we want to pick, pick the main indicators of success or failure, which I would highly recommend is being like, how many people saw the thing, how many people engaged with the thing and how many people bought or downloaded the thing. Right. Like that's Mm. like the simplest start. And then pick a cadence of check-in. And then like, say like, I usually would just suggest like every Every week, like whether it's a Sunday night for if you're a um, like a business kind of like a moonlight type of thing, or if it's a Monday morning, if it's like a full time, you're like a, it's your business full time, right? That's just every week check in on those like three metrics of people who saw it, people who engage with it, people who bought it or downloaded it if it's like a, a free thing, right? And then that way you can kind of start seeing those trends and patterns without being overwhelmed. I laugh because when I launched the, the Mark Stachewski podcast back in July 7th, 2017, I literally checked my downloads every hour, sometimes even more frequent than that because my new podcast. Now I look every, like when I upload your podcast later today, I'll look at my downloads, but I don't go look as much. I used to look at whenever I posted something on social media, I check every like after like 20 minutes and after a couple hours. Now I check the next day it because with certain things I have to marinate, whether it's seeds in the ground or you have a post, I'm not trying to go viral on my podcast or on social media. And I find that when you just let things marinate and you let people find it, you're better off because you're going to cause yourself a lot of stress. When you're looking at, oh, I'm going to check my downloads every 30 minutes. Well, most people download podcasts first thing in the morning if they subscribe to your podcast. And so you're only going to get a little, little bit later on unless you, po- you know, promote it someplace. And I think that we're our own worst enemies by checking so often. I think we should, whether you're a solopreneur, you have a team, set up a schedule because you're right. People are not. Now, if you're running a launch. That's totally different. If you're running a launch, obviously those those hourly numbers or every 30 minutes are important. But for most people, I think once a day, if you just take a look and see how we're doing, I think that's plenty. I don't think you need to, like I said, other than a launch, I don't think you need to check as frequently as most people do. Because I think the people who are checking most frequently are the people who are struggling. The people who are doing very well and know the system works. They trust the system and they don't need to to check it as often as other people do. Got overwhelm? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com. Yeah, and I I would expect that the people that 
again, if you know your numbers, you usually have a pretty good idea of what's supposed to happen and you can course correct um, if it's a launch or even an, a new offer or anything along those lines. Um, and the, what I would add to that even, even further is when you are doing like checking your social media or um, like, again, you said you mentioned you checked it daily, right? Every single day you like check your podcast uh, numbers when you first launched is the best litmus test is if you can change that, what are you going to do about it? So like if you checked it and you got no comments, like what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Like we're not going to do anything. And so the trend and pattern could be seen at a weekly check-in. Um, and again, it's, it's human behavior. I do the same thing. Like I check my LinkedIn posts. I'm like, oh my goodness, I got six likes in the first hour um, or whatever it might be. But if I didn't get any likes, like what am I going to do? Nothing. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to like go delete it. Like I'm not going to do anything special. Um, and so it's just one of those things like that's like how you can like I do it to myself is like, am I checking this because it's like a vanity thing? But like, or is like, if it's not working, do I know how to fix it? Like, and that's different, right? Sometimes if they post a YouTube video, you might be like, oh, we're not getting enough click through rates. Let's change the thumbnail. Boom. You should check it then because you know if it's not this, I'm going to do that. Mm. Um, but oftentimes we find ourselves just checking and then being in panic mode when it's not what we expect it to be. And I'm like, well, let's define why we're checking it. Otherwise, look at it once a week. Yeah, I agree with you right there because I am a rebel when it comes to the algorithms on all the social media sites and on my podcast. They change so often. I post what I post when I post and I don't worry about it. You're not using trending sounds. You're not using trending, whatever. I don't care. I I have a business to run and I am not going to spend time. Are you using the right sound? Because I did that. And guess what? It didn't change anything and is a lot of work. So I produce my content like it or not, but I'm not going to change for the algorithm. And I, I can tell you this much, JJ, once I gave up chasing the algorithm and chasing the analytics, I had a lot less stress in my life and my content improved because now I'm focusing on delivering better content than I am trying to please the algorithm. Because in reality, the algorithm is never going to buy from me. Human beings are going to buy from me. Human beings are going to invest in my product and services. And so I only have one life on this planet and I don't want to have a lot of stress. I know a lot of people are so stressed about their analytics and their numbers and all their metrics. And I'm like, okay, so you're tweaking it all the time and you're trying to satisfy the algorithm. So your stuff gets pushed out to more people, but you're a wreck. You're, you're tied up in knots. You're not happy. You're, you're under all this pressure. Is it really worth it? And most time they look at me and go, no, it's not. I'm like, well, why are you doing it then? So that's just my thought. I'm not telling other people should do it, but I've just given up chasing the algorithm, which in all honesty, I don't think the, the, the platforms want you to do anyways. Yeah. It's again, comes back to like what you're going to do about it. And my favorite example of like the exact, like the 100% flip side of like what you just mentioned is are, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Harmon brothers. Um, the Harmon brothers are like a video producers who made like the squatty potty and the, oh, um, yes. those types of commercials, right? So those are the ones that squatty potty and the, the poop, like poopery and those type of uh, commercials. And I think purple mattress, those like kind of viral videos and like they, um, 
I, I've spoken to them a couple of times or listened to them in, in like podcasts and all those types of things. And they've tested like hundreds of variations of those videos because they knew what to do, right? They, they knew what they were looking for. And like, that's what they were going for is like, our goal is to make something that people love, enjoy, are engaging. And they are on the opposite side of like, they knew what to do. They're not tied up in knots because they know what to do. Um, and so I, again, that's the big differentiator here is that the numbers are going to tell the truth. Like, that's what we started with, right? They tell the honest truth and they're not going to lie to you and they're going to be the useful to you, but they're only useful to the people who know what to do. And that's what, like, we do a lot of coaching on like, here's your numbers. Your, your landing page is converting at 4% of people who are going to your actual cart. So like, great. 4%, but like, let's try to increase, uh, the number of people who see your offer. Let's try to increase the actual conversion rate of that offer, right? So those numbers, if you have someone who can like suggest how to improve them are much more valuable. And like, that's the, like the Harmon brothers are a great example of that on a very extreme level, right? Like they're hired just to do that. Um, which is not what we're all, like, again, most of us will never try to have a viral hit. We'll never have something that's going to be reaching millions on a single video right like we're just not going to do it so that's just again another take on the other side of the spectrum of someone who is taking that action based off of knowing the numbers and for me i believe consistency is more important because if you are trying to create a viral video as you just said it's really difficult to do. I believe showing up all the time, like I produce a daily video every single day and put in all the platforms. I'm getting traction because people are seeing my content, which is all about serving them. It's all full of value, which is really interesting because when you recruit, when you create short content, you got to get to the point and you got to provide value or people bounce. When I look at my longer form videos, six, seven, eight, 15 minutes, people would watch maybe 10% of it. But now I'm creating less than a minute videos. They're watching usually the whole thing because I edit it in such a way that there's every word that I say is valuable. It's important because people have so many choices. And this is what we have to think about as content creator and as solopreneurs and entrepreneurs, that people are so busy why should they look at your ad or look at your content or listen to your podcast? They got to have a reason. And if you want those numbers to improve, because you can control those numbers, because if you're giving them A and they want Z, well, then you can control that. But you, I think the key is you got to show up consistently. I see a lot of people, they're struggling and I go to their their profiles. And I'm like, you're posting like every 12 days. You can't do that in today's age. I mean, even Mr. Beast, one of the most popular and most followed people on YouTube, he posts made like content, like on a regular consistent basis. That's what people uh, are, are expecting. And if you want to look at better numbers, if you want your analytics to improve, well, you got to be consistent. Will you not agree with that? Yeah, like I, I'm consistency is definitely one of the driving factors. Um, and I'm not a person to speak to like how to use social media. Like, again, I'm not a, a by any means a social media person. But if you have 
the ability to is to look at your numbers, look at like what you're trying to do and have a plan to start with. (laughs) That's like oftentimes the biggest problem is like, there's no plan. It's just like, we're going to make a business. And then that business is like, what are we doing again? Like, who are we talking to? Like, what are we selling? (laughs) And like, how do you know? One of my favorite questions to ask, like, again, mostly like larger companies where it's a lot of like politics and things like that is what's going to happen if it fails? And how will you know if it fails? Because everyone's looking for success, but like, how do you know to stop doing something? And oftentimes the easiest way to, to improve is a like consistency and then sucking less. And that's it. Like, it sounds so like, like brutal of like, just be consistent and suck less. So like, what if you, for example, posted, um, a new blog post or a new video or whatever it might be, like, every single day for a month, right? And you looked at the lowest performers and then you just didn't do those types of content or that Mm. style or that thing next month. And I'm not saying like you fill it. So like you start with 30 videos and like you cut off the bottom performing third. And so now you only have 20 videos the next month. And then you cut out the bottom performing third. And then you only have 15 videos the next month. And then eventually you have like you just made like a hundred videos over the course of like four months, and now you have sucked less, right? Like that's that's like the like one of the most like brutally honest and like cutthroat ways of saying it. And most people don't know if they are sucking, and they don't know if like what you're trying to do is being done because we're trying to look for like the up and up, but like oftentimes if you flip on the reverse lens of like what should I stop doing? If you're consistent, right? That has, consistency has to be the first part because you can't measure nothing. Like if, if you're doing nothing, it's really hard to be like, how do you improve? And it's like, do something and it'll be better than nothing. hundred percent, hundred percent. But getting to your point, I don't stress over the videos or any content that don't do well. I, I don't because I can't change it. So let's say I know this is not going to happen, but let's say this episode of the podcast completely bombs nobody listens to it. It's not going to happen, but let's say it is. Okay. Well, you and I, I'm not going to re-record the episode because I think we, we provided value. So I move on to the next thing, but there will be people who will go, Oh my goodness. Do I take it off? No, don't take it off. What if someone finds it in a month from now? And, and so that's just an example why I keep moving forward. I, when I drive a car, I'm pretty sure you're the same way, JJ. You're looking out the windshield. You're not driving your car down the road looking in the rearview mirror. Now, you should look at your analytics and see what's content performed great and which didn't, where you can improve. But you got to keep moving forward and realize, hey, that content you created was horrible. Okay, well, what lessons can you learn? To your point, I'm not going to create that kind of content anymore or that kind of topic and just keep moving forward, being consistent with your content. And eventually you'll hit a rhythm and all of a sudden you'll go from 10 likes to 100 to 1,000. You're like, what happened? That's because you kept moving forward. You kept nine your analytics and go, okay, this doesn't work. I'll do more of what does work. And all of a sudden you start having lots and lots of success. It's a process. You're not going to get it happening in a day. Yeah. And it is, a, it's over time. It's an overtime process and system and ideology. Um, the, the biggest, again, the, one of the problems with people in general is that we'll be like, Oh yeah, we're succeeding because of something. And the, we'll just attribute that something to what we're succeeding because of. And I, I can't tell you the amount of like, 
businesses that we get to speak to that are in panic mode because they were in the car driving, like you mentioned, like they were uh, constantly posting and they were going from five miles per hour to 10 miles per hour to 25 miles per hour. And they were getting on the freeway and they're starting to go faster and do more content and do more um, ads and run more um, webinars and everything else. And then one day it slowly stops working Hmm. and they don't know why. And they don't know why it was. And they don't, they didn't know why it was that it stopped. They were at a, a million dollars a year. And they're like, I'm a seven-figure business. Um, and then the next year, they're like, whoa, we're not on track for seven figures again. Why is that? And that's where we often get the most calls is we we weren't measuring it to start with. Uh. And so we have no idea what's not working because we don't know what is working it just always was working. It being marketing was working, but we don't know like what specifics were, like how people were supposed to go through the website. It just, we had like an offer that was doing great and the market shifted. And now we don't know like what to do. Like we don't know how to change things. And that's oftentimes where we feel the majority of our, like I'd say one, like people between like the 500,000 and like two $2 million revenue range is like people that, are in the car driving and they were at 60 miles an hour and they woke up and now they're at 30 miles per hour and they're like, whoa, 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 what happened? And if you can avoid that to start off with, like as you're building, right, as you're going from $10 to $100 to $1,000 to $10,000, it's much easier to stay there and then also not freak out um, if something does change. Mm. A good point. And The good news is most analytics, like for social media and podcast platforms, the analytics are already there. If you're tracking how many people come to your website, there's Google Analytics. You probably have analytics built into your website, like I use Kajabi. So the analytics are there. And what JJ is saying is just pay attention. Don't don't assume it's always going to be seven figures and you're going 65 miles down 65 miles an hour down the road. The analytics are there. You just have to look at it, pay attention. And when things start to like the front wheel starts to shimmy, well, then you take a look at it. That's all he's saying. The information is there. We're not asking you to, you know, create things out of thin air. The information is there. Go get, go grab it and then take a look at it and keep an eye on it. Like we did. He talked about the garden in the very beginning of the show. You don't want to check it every minute or every hour, but every maybe a couple every couple of days you take a look at it. Oh, it's getting kind of you know I need to water my garden or something like that. That's all he's saying. Don't overcomplicate it. That's one of the things I tell my listeners, JJs. Don't overcomplicate it. Just start doing something, which is better than doing anything. So as we wrap up the show today, any final words of wisdom you want to drop on the listener? Yeah, I'd say if you if you're overwhelmed by looking at your numbers, just ask yourself two questions: Is why are people doing this behavior? If that's whatever that behavior is, you can define it when you're writing this down. Um, And the second thing is, is what happened? So why are people doing it and what happened and try to not just look at the results. So why are people doing it and what happened Um, viewing your webpage? So why are people viewing your landing page? Because they came from a podcast. Um, What happened? They viewed the page and scrolled down the page halfway. Uh, why are people buying? They saw 
I was an ad that we ran on social media. What happened? They bought the widget A and they took the upsell. So if you can focus on those two questions of why are they here or why are they, why do they do the action and what happened um, at every step of the journey that you have decided that people should take on your website, um, on your brand experience, you'll be much better off and you can slowly start adding to that over time. Don't overwhelm yourself up front. Just start simple and then keep adding things to it. Excellent. Welp, where can people go to find out more of what you're doing in the world and how you can help people? Yeah, so we've got actually uh, two places. We've got uh, Media Authentic is the agency. If you're uh, doing, I'd say, seven figures plus and you would like to have help uh, managing all of your metrics and what we talked about here, um, go to MediaAuthentic.com. That's M-E-D-I-A-U-T-H-E-N-T-I-C.com. And if you would like to like kind of learn to build your own dashboards, um, a whole other site. It's kind of fun, tongue in cheek, is datastudio.vip. Uh, and you can head over there. There's a cheat sheet, there's a newsletter, there's lots of free resources for you to kind of do it yourself and get off to the races and building yourself like a master command center to manage all of your metrics in one spot. Excellent. JJ, I really appreciate you being here, sharing your insights because what we talked about in the show was really important. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Mark Struchewski podcast. Before you go, it would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would do me a quick favor. Share this episode with one person you know that needs to hear it. Because life tends to get in the way, do it right now. I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can, and you sharing this episode with someone would help me on that mission. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.